You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Street. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, the Views from Mid Street podcast rolls on. Rob Brown, Lonzo Wrightsell with you. And if you have not done it already, do us a favor. If this is your first pod, especially, go to wherever you get your podcast, whether it is on Stitcher, whether it's on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss a episode we drop multiple ones per week and of course and as always we ask you to share it around in your social circle so we can continue to grow the show listen i uh, i wanted to get uh i wanted to get to this because i i i think there's a guy on this roster that we have not spent enough time talking about great one uh and that of course is our punter Johnny Hecker comes over from the Rams after a Super Bowl run last year. I went back and, you know, I, I, I watched the game live and then I always go back and I do a film study session where I kind of run through and I rewatched. There were five punts from Johnny Hecker against the Denver Broncos this past Sunday and they were all absolute bangers. The first two were down inside the 20. The second punt was down down inside the five. Uh, the third punt was a rocket from the 40-yard line that got fair caught right at the 11-yard line. Johnny Hecker was a field-flipping machine for the Panthers this weekend was excellent on all five punts. And if you follow these stats, if these stats matter to you, Johnny Hecker finished that game with a with a pro football focus single game grade of 72.2. That is the best single game grade of his career. It was the best punting performance in the National Football League. And while you would love situations in which your punter didn't have to work on a Sunday, if he does and he works with the efficiency that Johnny Hecker worked with this weekend, Lonzo, there's something to be said about a guy who can flip the field that often. Johnny Hecker needs his love. Yeah, so many drives that – that Seattle had to start way down on their side of the field. Directional punting, I don't think, gets as much credit as it needs to. And field position is very important. You hear people talk about that all the time, but it is. If, if you're starting way back there and have to go almost the full field to score points and you're not a very good team and you're a struggling team like Denver is, 
uh, that really was one of the major reasons why Carolina was able to win that game because Seattle, in order to get points, would have to go the whole way, and they weren't up to the task. Johnny Hecker's fourth punt in that game, I think, is an absolute illustration of just how good this guy is and how important this guy is. That ball was kicked from the 19-yard line, right? Like, I went back because I'm like, no, these numbers can't be right. Johnny Hecker put his boot on that football at the Carolina 19-yard line. This dude had so much hang time that the Broncos receiver had to call for a fair catch on the 15 on the other side of the field. Not only does Hecker send it that far, but he sends it that far with so much hang time underneath it that he doesn't outkick his coverage, right? Like how many times have you seen great kick returners get a good return because the punter booms the ball or the kickoff man booms the ball beyond where the coverage would start to break down because the kicker, the kick returner, pardon me, has so much ability to stretch the field and guys are taking bad angles because they don't really have time to let it develop out by the time they get to where a tackle could be reasonably made. And by that point, you kick it that far, a kick returner's got a full head of steam as he makes his way through the first line of defense. Johnny Hecker boomed that thing about 75 yards and did so in such a high arc that the kick returner had to call a fair catch. There was nowhere to go. It was just a wall of black shirts out in front of him. Johnny Hecker flips the football field in an absolutely uh, incredible way. An absolutely incredible way. It is absolutely a weapon for us that, like I said, I don't think enough people are really talking about how important he is to this football team. And damn it, Lonzo, punters are people and deserve love too. Doesn't that feel weird? It feels weird talking about talking about a, a, a kicker. You're talking about a kicker in such a such a wonderful light. You're absolutely right, but still, it just it just feels kind of wrong. It doesn't feel wrong for me. All right, I understand the ma- the macho in me is like he's talking about a kicker. You can't be doing that. But uh, the 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 guy who wants to win in me is like, yeah, I'm glad he's on our side. Yeah, no, listen, I don't ever want the punter on the field, right? Like, a great day for me is a never-punt day. A great day for me is a day that the punter walks into the locker room bored because he just watched the football game the same way that I did, sitting on his rear end the whole time. But we also know that that ain't us, right? Like, we're not a team that's going to punch it in every time we get the ball. There's some growing pain still being worked out. So to know that you've got a guy sitting over there on the sideline that when he does boom the rock can completely turn field positioning on its head, man, there's a little confidence in the chest because of that, right? Like, you know that you can be a little more adventurous. You can be a little more courageous. You can be a little more aggressive with your play calling on third and one, third and two, because if you don't get it, even if Johnny Hecker's punting from his own red zone, there's still a really good chance their next drive is going to start in their red zone. Uh, directional punting, co- coffin corner punting is a lost art. I would think more NFL coaches would start leaning into. 
They certainly would if they had a Johnny Hecker. This dude deserves jersey sales is all I'm saying. Yeah, parents, teach your, teach your sons how to kick. And if they're really good at it like he is, you can have a, a long career with a minimal uh, worry of getting hurt. You know what? You know what the punter is. If I may go off uh, the top of my head for a second, you know what the punter is. Though the punter is the bassist, right? The punter is the bassist. Nobody ever, as a kid, thinks to themselves, "I want to play bass." We all want to play guitar or drums or be the lead singer. Nobody grows up wanting to be the bassist. But every now and then, a kid gets told, "Hey, dude, we need somebody to play bass." Like this is only going to work if we have a bassist, and the kid turns into a great bassist. And now all of a sudden the band's got a chance because they've got a more thorough sound to them. Uh, Bassists deserve more love. Punters deserve more love. It's a hill I'll die on, and I've never been a bassist nor a punter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. I really, I really don't. That was, a, that, was, that was an awesome analogy. I am so glad I was there for the whole thing, and I'm so glad the listeners got to hear it too. Yes, indeed. All right. So now with that win and with a Raider win this weekend, we now find ourselves in the 2023 NFL draft order holding on to pick number five, standing between us, and the top of the draft order, the Seattle Seahawks. And you go, how? They have the pick of the Denver Broncos. We just helped push that Seattle pick one spot ahead of us. Right ahead of them are the Detroit Lions, a pick owned by the L.A. Rams, but traded to Detroit as part of the Jared Goff, Matt Stafford package. And then Chicago at 3-9 and nine has the number two pick. And at one, nine, and one, the Houston Texans find themselves in the number one spot. Obviously, this is kind of an interesting spot because on one hand, I'm obviously very closely following the NFL draft. Why? Because the higher that spot is, either A, the better chances we have of drafting the guy we think would be the generational quarterback moving forward, or the higher we are, the fewer of the eight picks we have in this draft we will have to utilize to trade up and get one of those guys if that is the direction that we decide to go in with our first round draft pick. Uh, But just to go on the record, just to make it official so that you can stop asking me my take on all of this, I would prefer to win the division. I want the generational quarterback. We need the generational quarterback. We are going to have to eventually find the generational quarterback. But with a capital B, a capital U, and a capital T, we've got a good defense. We've got a well-managed offense based on what we saw against Denver. And we have got, and we're going to come to this in a minute, a head coach right now that seems to have the locker room squarely in his back pocket and helping to push him along. And a special teams unit, as we just talked about, that's really good. Man, I, I know you hate to look at a team that is currently sitting 
at four and eight and go, are they a threat? I'm not saying we're a threat to beat the Bills or the Chiefs or any of the or the Eagles or any of the big wigs, but man, how good of a look is it? And how much easier does it become to attract free agents over the next couple of years if we make that run here? Uh, you know, I, I told you the draft order, Lonzo, and I'm also not particularly worried about it, to be honest. All right. First of all, that's a whole lot of butt that you just talked about. I just want to make sure that it's that a big butt and I cannot it is, lie. It's, yes. Yes. It's it's a lot of butt. Uh <sighs> If the Panthers don't pick a quarterback, though, there's going to be a lot of angry people in this area, for sure. Uh, but the fact that they, they've got some picks that they can trade to move up. Uh, does Houston take a quarterback? Probably. Some of, the, some of the other guys ahead of us probably are going to take a quarterback. But also some of them might be willing to go, yeah, I'll take Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and uh, some other draft picks to give up my one. I mean, I realize those guys aren't on contracts. So I guess you can't use them, but still, yeah. uh, still, still uh, there, there's, there's a lot of things that you could do to move up and who knows what if, and I, I, this is a big, what if I'm not going to throw any more butts out there because we've already had enough of those. Um, what if Sam Darnold is the Sam Darnold? He was supposed to be a long time ago and actually wins the rest of the games. What do you do then? Because he's uh, this is it for his rookie contract. So you've yeah, got to decide what you want year. to do this with them. Extension year, and, and that's that's that is that again. It's an aspect that I am interested to see what the on, on, be, on behalf of sounds like. I was, was going to say on behalf of Panther fans, if they kept Sam Darnold, I think I'd be upset. I, I think everyone's unless looking forward he goes to, out and they win out and win the division, in which case. Know, because here's, here's the question, right? The question then becomes, all right, you're going to end up drafting a quarterback. Unless you're one or two, you're not getting Bryce Young. You're not getting C.J. Strapp. Uh, so the question would be, and keep in mind, if you win out and make the playoffs, you're probably drafting somewhere down in the neighborhood of 24, 25. Uh, the guys that are going to be available in that neighborhood are going to be Tanner McKee out of Stanford, uh, a redshirt sophomore technically, but uh, took two years on a Latter-day Saints mission after high school, so he is still eligible to play. He actually uh, was in the same recruiting class as Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson, so you're looking at a guy who's a couple of years behind uh, and is is right now sitting at about a 20, about a 76 quarterback rating on the season, or Hendon Hooker, out of Tennessee will likely be available there, but keep in mind, Hendon Hooker tore his ACL in that game against the South Carolina Gamecocks a couple of weeks ago. So you're taking a prospect project quarterback who is coming off of a major injury and major knee surgery. Like I understand the concept of if we don't draft a quarterback, we'll be mad. But my question to those people you included would be how many of those draft picks knowing that every team that needs a quarterback is going to be in the same conversation, how many and what value of those draft picks are you giving away to jump into the number one or number two spot? And all of that works on the assumption that the Houston Texans at the one spot aren't already in line and, and, and you know, definitively have decided 
to take a quarterback. Chicago, if they stay there, is not going to take a quarterback. They're riding with Justin Fields. But who ahead? I mean, uh, you know, Denver can't take a quarterback. The Rams are probably going to have to get a quarterback. I don't see Stafford sticking around. Uh, You know, if you win out, it's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking to trade with one of those teams to get Young or Stroud out of there. How much of those seven additional picks worth of value are you willing to trade to go get a quarterback and risk not improving other important elements of the team in the offseason? Well, if you're happy with what you got, and there are some really good pieces here already, you don't have to worry about offensive line as long as they keep those guys together. Uh, there are defensive pieces that you don't have to worry about. I'm willing to trade half those picks to go up and get a quarterback. I just I just don't know that you're going to get more of the same if you stick with who you got. That's, that's the problem, and that's going to be the concern. And, again, that's why – us fans are fans, and and those guys make the decisions. In the end, if you look at the at the draft classes the last few years, Panthers have drafted pretty well. So I, I if they don't pick a quarterback, they're going to pick someone that's that's necessary. But it doesn't mean you got to be happy about it as a fan.